Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Fly the W. There it is, an opening day shutout win over the Milwaukee Brewers. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, tip of the cap to everybody in the chat that's been waiting for us. Very exciting, almost a perfect opening day scenario at Wrigley Field for the Chicago Cubs on their way to 162-0. On their way. They're on pace, Luke. I'm, it, <laughs> I manifested it That's at right. the pregame show. I said, it's a good day to go 1-0 and uh, be on pace for 162 wins. Uh, what a game, man. Like they, we So got, much to like. We, we got all three facets today. Like, And you have to like just enjoy it because it ain't gonna always happen that way because that's how baseball is and there's so many games but from Stroman to the bullpen to just the manufacturing runs and taking advantage of the Brewers mistakes like oh my don't don't let me fall in love with this team don't let me fall in love yet you should you should even if you get your heart broken because there is finally a team that could make this summer interesting Fair. I'm on paper. It looks like a team. Even if things had gone poorly today, I would tell you yeah. on paper it looks like a team that could at least make things fun this summer. Yeah. I. The only reason I say it is because, <clears throat> you know, last last season I know the expectations were significantly lower last season, but they had a game like this on opening day last season, and you know, for maybe a few days, I was like, maybe they actually will be something, and so you know. I, I want I, I give me a few weeks. Don't let me do it yet. Like get the squirt bottle out and like spray me or something if I yeah. say something crazy. Well, we had an awesome pregame party, and we'll get to that later in the show. Thanks to everybody that came out to uh, Country Club. Great time. Niren's in the chat. He was there. Uh, go ahead and, and crack the uh, victory goose. Oh yes. You gotta put it in the beer bat too. There right? it is, Victory Goose. You're gonna put it in the beer bat. Hell yeah! Oh, this is the full. This is the full opening day combo. Yeah. Uh, yeah the Cubs looked spectacular in this. We do want to point out, by the way, that not only do we have a great pregame party, but we expect a great chat this year, just like we had last year. Because during the misery, we all were hanging together, and now, hopefully, in better times, we're gonna feel good together. Look at this. It actually looks like a bat when you fill it up with the beautiful three one two. From Goose Island. Now, that is a thing of glory. I don't know if I'm doing the pour correctly as some Probably might, not. But, you know, There's a lot of head we're live that. on YouTube right now. That's, that's amazing. Right. I had no idea yeah. what that was. That <laughs> oh, is yeah. so cool. They're selling these at Wrigley Field. Again, shout out to my guy, Matt Menace, M-Bone HD. Uh, he went to spring training this year and then came to Chicago, and I told him to bring me one. Cubs beat Corbin Burns again. You realize that's four straight wins over Mr. Burns? I know. It, it, They've it, got his number. They Dare I say, even with different players, they've got his number. And I think the thing that I love about it the most is that when they scored those first couple runs, what happened? Nico to the right side. Swanson to the right side. Yeah. Taking the ball to the other <clears> direction. <throat> and when players do that, they're doing they're they're just trying to put the ball in play and make something happen. And as we've talked about about the the previous core and and players from that era, there were so many times where strikeouts would happen in those moments or just pulling it into the shift, all these types of things. I know the shift is gone now, but like 
it was just they did a lot of the little things right today. And, uh, you know, again, they took advantage of the Brewers' mistakes. It was just exciting, man. It was exciting to have baseball back. It was exciting to see the Cubs, like, just just play good baseball, like clean baseball, like Corey said on the pregame. And I think he said it a few times in the last few shows that he's been on. Like, it's just they they didn't hurt themselves today. No. And, like, they did a well, ton a, of that a couple times Manecki's pointing out Jan Gomes, but let's not, yeah, let's not talk about it, the negative stuff. Because we're going to have all season to talk about negative stuff. There's going to be nights where uh, Cody's ready to jump off the roof here. But oh, let's yeah. not let's not do it today. Um, <laughs> let's enjoy an opening day win over the Brewers. The Cubs are in first place. They're undefeated. Cody's chugging from a bat. It's three one twos. And by the way, we got new dope merch that arrived. Dope and merch. it's out there for the start of the season. We, we put this out uh, just yesterday. It came out. The news came to us. It was a surprise to us as well. The two new shirts, the CHGO Ivy that has the 312 on it and beautiful historic on the back. And then there's also the beautiful and historic little CHGO logo all in the marquee form. That's the other one. And by the way, if you're not a diehard, this is the time to do it because if you sign up to be a diehard, you get to pick one free shirt from the locker. It could be one of those too. Yeah. So not only do you get the membership and the discounts and all the things that come with that that are great about being a CHGO diehard, and no team in professional sports anywhere has more diehard fans than the Chicago Cubs. Oh. So that's the way it goes. Now, we've had some great super chats. We, we had a $162 super chat. At the pregame show. At the pregame show from Gerard when we, we predicted 162 wins. The Duke 811 with the first postgame super chat. 9999. Earl Scheib will paint any car, any color for 9995. I'm in love with the team. Stroman is going to have a career year. Who needs Baez and Rizzo when you got Dansby and Hosmer? <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous, though. We aren't going 162 and 0. It'll be 173 and 0 if you include the postseason switch. That's right, That's Duke. the energy, brother. That's the That's energy. It, Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. And keep that energy. Keep that energy. <laughs> that's that's what that's what I love to see. We got 173 people in the chat also at the same time as uh, as as I read that. So uh, exciting stuff. I, I the I'm Duke. Just, we salute. So we salute. Salute to you. We the salute Duke. to the Duke. Wow. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Right out of the gate. That's the way to. St- First, we get the shutout against the Brewers. Then we get that includes Stroman and Dansby being spectacular. After the great pregame party, now we get the postgame show, and it's off and flying. Ninety nine, ninety nine. I don't know if I have to do 99 straight shows for the Duke, but I have to do a shout-out, of course, for Mike Dubbs because of his $50 one and also Gerard. Gerard. And uh, there's Gerard. Cubs Earliest opening day ever at Wrigley. How about, first of all, there were a lot of wins today. Yeah. Who was the big winner? Maybe maybe Luke Stuckmeyer is the biggest winner here. This guy. Two hours and 21 minutes. Wow. Uh, Give me pitch clock. All I can say to anyone who's still against the pitch clock pitch clock is that we got a great game you I feel like if you're at the game today you're probably leaving really satisfied not only because the Cubs won but you saw a lot of frozen but satisfied yeah yeah you might be a little (laughs) cold but again like I the the pitch clock the idea of the pitch clock is uh faster pace of play and just more action yeah we saw a lot of that today and uh I thought I I you know, I, I was already pro pitch clock. I, I, I hope that... No, I'm all in. <laughs> I don't want to see, like, two-hour games because I feel like 
unless it's like a pitcher's duel and that makes sense. I do. It's rejuvenated but me. It's <laughs> just completely rejuvenated me. There's, I feel 30 again. The the pitch clock, there's certain things about it that I'm like, ah, but, you know, whatever. I The pace of play was great today. And, uh, you know, whenever you are at a bar sometime and you there's a trivia question, who was the first ever player charged with the, the pitch clock violation? You can say Marcus Stroman. Yep. First one in baseball uh, history. First one ever. Major so. League history. Dustin Allen, Super Chat, 999. Chug, 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 chug. There's, there's too much foam to like chug that right yeah, now. He, it, was, yeah. it wasn't the, the it smoothest wasn't the best. of pores. It wasn't yeah. the best pours. But it's You'll going get better down at smooth. It. Yeah. So this is going to be a thing all year. Uh, hopefully, I have to, hopefully, I do this 162 times, guys. Um, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> he just chugged Dustin. He just gave it a chug. <laughs> I wasn't ignoring. He's going to have a lot of air because he all poured I it with a lot of foam. All I can say is that I'm not the best at chugging so that's why i haven't herb herb lawrence is the yeah, chug master. i am no herb Did you lawrence. see that video we compared the side by side of him running in the alley the 40 yard dash and chugging a beer mm-hmm. mm, impressive uh really so many people were impressive in this game and so many parts of the game were impressive great start to celebrating pat hughes to begin the season the hall of fame season of pat hughes we put pressure on Strowman, and I said in the pregame, I said, listen, this guy hasn't had a winning season in a long time. It's an, uh, Wins are, I get, an outdated stat. He hasn't had a season where he's had double-digit wins in a while. And I said, this guy is supposed to be our ace. We're giving him the ball. He's jacked up. And I saw somebody in the chat saying already that Ross says he's got, you know, he's got a little bit of arrogance. He's got a little swagger to him and that he likes that. Um he was he was everything you wanted in a, in a starter today. Maybe it was the tighter pants that I pointed out. I don't I don't know when he changed that, but last year it was all the way to the heels and it was a baggier pant. Today it was like he was wearing tights out there. Yeah, compression pants. Compression or something pants like. or Maybe something like that. Maybe wearing some leggings. Whatever. Like he better wear them again uh, next time too pants. because that that was a heck of an outing. Not only H-R-I-K-S. was the sanker sanking as he likes to say. Right. But. Great play over at first base where he bare hands the oh. ball out of the air. Mm-hmm. Your guy, Christian Yelich, was kind enough not to run him over. Big of him. That was I, That was a nice... Yeah. We don't need to lose Stroman on opening day. No, that would have been uh, awful. Um, however, this and this postgame would have been a lot different. But, no, I mean, he, was, he had it going from the start. He struck out the side in the first inning. Um, you know, he had a great defensive play as well, I think, in the second inning where on a comebacker. Uh, that led to uh, you know to a, a nice out, and you could see the athleticism that he has. Hosmer saved him on that pop up, but you know other than that, man, he was he was great today for your opening day starter. And I'll I'll say that you know like you said, or you know holding him to a high standard, he pitched better than what I was expecting today. He completely outdueled Corbin Burns. Well, the crazy part is that, you know, I turned on the radio going from country club to coming back, and it was still the end of the, the pregame show on the score, and they were pointing out that the wind was actually howling out to the left field corner. And I also caught a little bit of Marquee and Rick Sutcliffe saying, now he's got to look at those flags before the game, and Stroman's got to think to himself, okay, it's at least going to be a four-run game. Mm-hmm. There's at least going to be four runs on the board. Don't get down on myself, but it's it's keeping it within that four four run range. And not only did they do that, the Cubs shut them out. Like the bullpen looked great. The guys that came in were good. We'll talk about that in a bit. But really, Stroman, not only the sinker was good, his location was good. There was great break on everything. Mm-hmm. He looked mid season form. I want to see double digit wins this year 
I want to see a winning record this year. I'd, the ERA can be similar again. It, you know, hang around the threes, I'm good with that. But I want to see a winning record. I want to see double-digit wins, and I want to see more games like this. And in fact, really what I just want to see is him pitch like he did in the second half of the season. I don't know if it was that he just got healthy or he got more comfortable with the team or a combination of the both, but he was obviously much better in the second half of the season. He was really good in this. Marcus in the chat saying, but he's not a, an ace. He did pitch good today. Hopefully that continues all year. I'm not saying, honestly, I'm not saying he's an ace because I don't, I don't know that he is an ace. That's what I've said. I think they have good pitchers, mm -hmm. but I don't know that they have ace stuff. Now, that doesn't mean somebody can't develop into an ace. If he pitches like that on a fairly consistent basis, well, then he's an ace. Right. Yeah, I mean, as we've talked about, the Cubs don't, you know, coming into the year, they don't have an ace, but... We don't know what Justin Steele is going to do on Saturday. We don't know what Jamison Tyone's tenure with the Cubs is going to be until we actually watch it play out. But Marcus Stroman has a has a has proved to be a very good starter over the years uh, in his career. And yeah, for half a season with the Cubs, he was hurt, sick, and not good. And then second half, he was great, and he's starting off this this season great. And I would probably say that maybe that experience in the World Baseball Classic probably helped him because he's he was he was pitching in high leverage in March and coming into this game like you know he's he's in mid-season form in a way you could say uh based off you know looking at what he you know him playing in the world baseball classic so um again I'm I don't care about wins and losses in terms of pitching records like you do stuck <laughs> I just I no. just want him to get outs just get outs uh even eight strikeouts is more than what you're accustomed from someone like him I, I again just get outs give us quality innings no like like I'm asking for five to six innings every start from him at the very least and he gave us six strong today and you can't complain about it there's, there's a lot to like from Stro today and he's going to take that confidence into his next start and you know just hopefully Justin Steele you know Shows out like you did in his last spring training outing, and you just keep it rolling. Because, again, this team is going to be good based off starting pitching and bullpen and, and, and defense. And I, I understand that wins and losses don't matter, and I don't put a ton of stuff into them. But when a guy gets double-digit wins, you at least know his team's been winning games. Winning games, and he's been a part of that most right. likely. You know, like some of them aren't going to be his best starts, but some of them will be He'll also take some losses where he kept his team in it. I understand mm -hmm. that. But when you start to get up there, sooner or later, you can say, well, this guy has been a pretty good pitcher this season. It's not a right. totally worthless stat. It's just you need to factor in all the other Dell metrics, if you will, <laughs> with them and, and use everything to decide whether or not a guy, including the eye test, whether a guy had a good season. He could have lost this game today. could have slipped away in the bullpen, and my eyes still would have told me that was a winning performance that he had. Mm -hmm. Anybody could have seen that today. Um, the other thing you could obviously tell was Dansby Swanson was a $177 million player today. I can't believe that we didn't talk about him first, considering you took him for who you got. Well, I saved the best for last. That's coming <laughs> up. Who you got's coming up, and that's going to be very debatable today. Um, but yeah, no, uh, he, you can't ask for a better debut out of the guy, other right. than hitting a home run in a walk-off fashion or something, what yeah, else could you ask just for? just hitting a home run in general. Three yeah. for three, and he cracked it mm -hmm. each of the three times, right? Like, yeah. he, he hit the ball hard. He was smooth and slick in the field. Yeah. He, 
It makes me exciting or excited because one, a lot of people don't want to give, didn't want to give the Cubs more wins on the projection total because they're not believers in Dansby Swanson because it was one season. And here we go. One first game of the year, <laughs> three for three, uh, made some nice defensive plays as well. I mean, the, the guy wants to win and, uh, it's exciting. I, I hope, you know, I'm not going to expect three for three every day, obviously, but you're going to need your star players like him to perform more often than not. If this Cubs team is going to be in the postseason, So, um, yeah, I, I love I love the Horner and Swanson back to back the top of the lineup uh, look. It worked. Uh, Nico had a good day today as well. Them two basically, I mean, Miles Mastroboni running out a double play, a potential double play, really led to it was a key them. play. It was a key play, and then Horner and Swanson back to back hits, um, and being able to to score some runs in that inning um, was huge. I mean, it was it. It was the game, honestly. So, uh, Swanson was uh, Dansby was three for four. That's my bad. Three for four. Sorry. Uh, I, when, I, when he went three for three, I had already stopped. The <laughs> game was over. Don't uh, let the facts get in the way of a good story. Th- th- thank you, Cody. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. So, Sarah, uh, if we have a graphic of that, that would be my fault. Three for four, three hits. Huh? How about that? First in an opening day, Cubs debut. First three hit player. What was the stat on Marquis since Emilio Bonifacio? What was your favorite part of the, what could go wrong? <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Emilio Bonifacio era? Uh, <laughs> that was it right there. Apparently, I don't even remember it, but like that Me was either that was, was it. When he was on the Cubs, it was uh, first rebuild. <clears throat> you know, not only did I love the two hours and twenty minutes or whatever it was, the super fast opening day. Mm-hmm. I also loved the other new rule, the bigger bases, because Dansby would have been out at first without another. Oh yeah, four inches yeah, of bases yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the him almost being picked off. Yeah, uh, the Brewers challenged it, didn't work out. It was a bang bang play, could have gone either way, but I think it worked out in the Cubs' favor just because um, they called it safe originally. So. Yes, agreed, agreed. It had been the other way, it may have been close, um, and, it, and it could have changed the game because the Cubs had some momentum <laughs> at the time. You know what else uh, Dansby showed us today, and it's just a reminder that something that we've been saying for the last month. Cactus League, a lot of times, means nothing. Now, I hope it means everything for Hayden Wesneski. Yeah. But Dansby <laughs> Swanson had, like, three hits the entire spring in Cactus League play, right. and he comes out and gets three on opening day, and they weren't just, like, fluke squibbers. Mm-hmm. He hit the ball hard. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what I've said, uh, you know, all spring, where you just – like, you can take some things that happen. Like, obviously, Wesneski was great in, in the spring, and – and uh, guys like Miles Masterboni yep. and, you know, a handful of other dudes. Like, they, they earn their spot, and in a way, like, the spring means something for those guys. But when you look at these quote-unquote seasoned vets, guys who have proven that they're great uh, or at least really good, like Dansby Swanson has over the course of his career, mm-hmm. I ain't going to worry about what you're doing in the spring, bro. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not. And maybe that is why I was just kind of like I don't really – care what adrian sampson did and i still thought he should have like at the for most of spring i thought he should have made the roster just because like what's what's it matter like i'm going off what he did last season for the cubs it is what it is and you know if we see him this year which i'm sure we will i feel pretty good about him and i'm as i'm sure most people do because again the spring doesn't really matter so um 
It, it is a good point that you bring that up because it, it's just something that I've never taken full full into. So Yeah, I mean, you just watch guys. Some guys are working on things. I remember Soriano had just a blistering spring once. Mm-hmm. And then this first month of the season was horrible. He got to the cold weather and it was like, no, yeah. no thanks, not part of it. I do like the energy, I guess I'd call it, of this team. And I don't know how much weight you can put into that going into a season. Um, but there is a different energy. David Ross has talked about it a little bit as well. Um, maybe it's the a lot of short contracts for the veteran guys trying to hang on to their careers, turn them around, whatever it might be, along with the energy of young players. Mm-hmm. And kind of that they all feel that this is moving in the right direction as opposed to heading into a season knowing that a lot of guys are going to get traded away for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just that. It's, 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 it's what Stroman was showing you on opening day. It, it's the same swagger that Ross was talking about from Stroman. When things are going well and he's kind of got that swagger and he's clapping at the fans coming off the mound – there's a little attitude with it. It's the same attitude you get with Wesneski when he just kind of starts walking off. He's throwing the pitch and he knows the guy's going to miss it and he's kind of floating off the mound as if, good luck, you're going to hit that. Yeah. You know? Right. It's the same thing like when Keegan Thompson, the mayor, came out and plunked McCutcheon <laughs> last year in this yeah. series against the Brewers and just kind of blew a bubble, right? And was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. By the way, the bullpen, you're never in fear of it, but they were good. Yeah. They were good. Fulmer was good. Boxberger was good. And bigger news, Keegan Thompson's velocity is back. I think he touched The mayor was the mayor. He was the mayor. Uh, Keegan Thompson, Chicago mayor. Uh, This guy. Sean says you mean the vibe of the team, Luke. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I didn't want to overuse the vibe. uh, Keegan Thompson in this this bullpen role, man. Like, he was so good in it last year. Uh, And it was, you know, the bullpen is, is very, it's, it's, you know, you don't know what, who's going to close the games out. Looks like Fulmer got the first shot, and yeah. he was fine at it. He was he was good. One, two, three inning, right? Um, and Boxberger, you know, solid. And, 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 and again, one, one hit in the bullpen. Bullpen gave up one hit. One hit, okay. Who gave up the hit? Was it Thompson? It, I think it was, was Fulmer, but they also, had, Fulmer? they also had four strikeouts. Keegan okay. had one, Boxberger had one, and Fulmer had two Sorry. strikeouts. It was four to nothing, and we were preparing for the show. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, we started. Uh, don't let the facts get in the way of good That's story. right. Uh, They're just numbers. But, yeah, no, Thompson, <laughs> for the few batters we got to watch Thompson, I was, I was pretty excited, mainly just because the velocity was there. Again, a week ago, we were like, oh, man, he might get option. Like, his velocity is down to 90, 90 like – 90 91 and he really excels whenever you know he's hitting you know mid 90s and so you saw that hit today and you're like okay he's back he's 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 here he's ready to go and uh you know credit to the cubs for knowing how like knowing that he was going to be fine i will uh, give them all the credit for that so right sean sean is right it should have been caught by hap uh, oh yeah, that it was, one. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a hit, but it really he was, like overplayed it or something like that. Yeah, and then he had his foot stuck. I mean, yeah. uh, how many how many likes do we have? We up to seventy Six, yet? We're at seventy. We got the likes. We got a thumbs down. Has Craig Council voted against us yet? I'm assuming it's Craig Council. Uh, it could be Yelich. Could have been Yelich. Yeah. Could have been Yelich. Maybe it's uh it's the, the few Brewers fans that that somehow found the stream. Niren's got uh, the Cubby Kool Aid flowing. What if Mervis is a dude by mid May or Saya? takes it but up a notch and that'll get my juices going yeah yeah that's what we're saying there are 
Colada, we don't stinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's as what? positive as you can get from the godfather what? of CHGL right there. 226 people in the chat to see that Michael Colada, the godfather, is being positive. For those of you that might be joining for your first ever CHGO Cubs postgame show, Michael Colada is here all the time. He's, a, he's, 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 he's the godfather. He's, he's an older fella like myself. And uh, sometimes he gets a little cranky. He, yeah. He loves to promote that Ricketts is cheap. That's his favorite thing to say on our podcast. Yeah. He keeps us in check. Cody goes one way. Collada goes the other way. I'm usually down the middle. Yeah. But Collada in the chat has been very positive the last two days. One, because we asked. And two, because I think the Cubs actually, today at least. What could you not like about today? Yeah, right. Were there a few? Were there a few misplays? Yes, it was opening. <laughs> Jan Gomes was. But he's, his framing was great though, because you know how many so balls we watched get called strikes. So that's that's a question about Stroman that I had watching the game, and I saw somebody in the chat mention it too. How much credit for pitch framing do you give Gomes on all these calls, and how much credit do you give to an umpire that was? Awful. Very generous. Very but generous. He had, he had one where we were mad that it turned into a walk. We're like, how can you? It, it clipped the edge of, of the box, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit of the strike zone he caught, and it turned into a walk, and we thought, well, oh, come on. You've been calling that all game. But in reality, in general, he had a nice wide strike zone, which also added to the two-hour and 21-minute game, which I'm okay with. <laughs> and he was, he was bad. But he was consistently bad on that strike zone. Like, it was a wider strike zone mm. um, pretty was, much steadily throughout the game. Yeah, he was consistently bad uh, if you, you know, if you really watched it, especially in the early innings, because I, there were some of those, some of those uh, strike calls that I was like, this isn't even, like, borderline. This is, like, two, three inches off the So plate. do you give Gomes the credit? Because Gary Ross is saying Willie, Wilson Contreras, wouldn't have been able to do it. I, I don't know. I, 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 we'll see. I need I need a, like a, a catching specialist to come in here and tell me who we should give credit to because I want to give Gomes the credit, but I don't want to take any credit away from Marcus Stroman because he did he did his job. But at the same time, yeah, you got to have a good catcher back there that's going to be able to help you get as many strikes as you can. So I don't I don't fucking know. But I, all I know is that Gomes, outside of the past balls. He, was per, he, he helped Stroh out a lot today. At, at, at the end of the day, I think we can at least agree to that. Yeah, too many beer bats? Maybe. I don't know. Umpires like to stay warm, too, at Listen. the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was. Maybe he just wanted to move the game along. Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's, <laughs> by the way, maybe also the umpires are adjusting to this pitch clock, too. They've got to be ready with things moving along quickly, too. They've got a lot to think about. Yeah. They really maybe. do. Yeah, I mean... They had an entire spring to adjust to it as well, but, I mean, whatever. A lot of the outside pitches were balls on, you know, pitch tracks or whatever they call it now. But as long as you keep as long as long you keep calling it a strike, sooner or later it's up to, and I think Joe Girardi mentioned this during the game, then it's up to the veteran pitcher and the veteran catcher uh -huh. to realize that and keep going back to the well. Yeah, Greg Maddox was classic at that. He would see that he was getting that outside corner, and he would shove that pitch inch by inch by inch by inch, just seeing how much further is he going to let me get away with this. And a little bit of that was in play because I think the command was pretty good today also um, from Stroman as well. Uh, P. Will supporter. Cody, are you worried with the back half of the lineup? It's lacking a lot. 
okay, there is one thing I guess we can complain about that the bottom of the lineup didn't really do much today. Well, let's. But you P. want me Will. to you want me to criticize it? I mean, now how can you ask us to be positive about P. Will, but not about Game One today? Yeah, let's man, all like, let's all be happy. Today. I can't expect every Vibe single with guy. Us. I can't expect every single player to get a hit every day. But uh, I understand P. Will. I'm not telling I, you how I to. I hear cub what you're you. saying. You can cub however you want to cub, like we always say. Uh, if they're you know. Like I said, when it came to like position players today, I felt like most of everyone had decent at bats, but at the bottom of the lineup, sure, maybe, you know, wisdom wasn't very encouraging today. Um, I thought Master Boney at least was able to put the ball in play fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, it's, a, it's cold at Wrigley Field. This is April baseball. It's all about being able to just get runs however you can. You want, I can complain about the Cubs lineup. I'm sure if they're, you know, Brewers fans aren't exactly happy with what went on no. with their offense today. I mean, the Cubs did what they had to do to win, to win today. They they did well in almost every facet of of how to win a baseball game today. So, you know. Stroman set the tone. He struck out yeah. the side in the first inning. He was great. By the way, the Cubs are undefeated on opening day in the history of CHGO. They are 2 and that's, 0. That's one thing. They've never lost on opening day when we've been around. Never. Uh the Cubs are undefeated forever since mm. I started uh petting the the Cubby Bear. <laughs> I pet the, the Cubby From Bear. The, that's in the video. The video that we did this week, yeah. We did the, that we We're undefeated today. since that happened. Somebody asked in the in the chat, what does everybody think of the pitch clock? I'm curious, is there somebody out there watching? Danny Rocket, I know, is not a huge fan. Is there somebody out there watching that didn't like the way the pitch clock played today? I saw the the first game, the the Yankees game was also like two hours something. The Braves game was like two hours. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody that didn't like how quickly the game moved? It's just, it's hard to complain about it whenever you got such a great product. Whether you're a Cubs fan or not, if you're a baseball fan and you watched that game, you probably enjoyed it because it was just going. There was no dead time. You know yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I just don't see the negative to it. I guess, what do, do I need to see a guy fixing his batting gloves every time in between pitches? No, I don't. Yeah. Ravi uh, says he pretends the pitch clock doesn't exist. Good to see Ravi in the chat again. Uh, Will Collins, I was there. Pitch clock was noticeable but good for the game. So even at the ballpark, mm. well, yeah, you're freezing. Let's not stand out. I'd say if it was a beautiful 70-degree day, I'd say stretch this game out. Give me three and a half hours. But on days like today, let's move it along, even on opening day. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting. You know, we talked on the pregame show about just what does opening day mean to you. Mm. I, I said it means hope to me. But I think a lot of people – a lot of people, if if you have one, some people will say, if I have one game to go to all season, it's opening day. To me, it's the only, personally, it's the only day in the month of April or May that I want to be at the ballpark in the stands. It's usually a little too cold for me. And that, yeah. that's an age thing. I understand. Like, I've done the put on the parka, go sit in the bleachers and hang out there, and we got good tickets. You'll do it this weekend. But... <laughs> After a while, that's not as fun. And so when the, with the game speeding up, I th- yeah, beer vendors might hate it. You're right, Stephen. The only people that wouldn't like it 
beer vendors and Nomar because Nomar would <laughs> never be ready for a pitch. Yeah, I will. I think it. I think it, at Wrigley Field at least you can get beer until after the eighth inning. I don't know last year that's how they had. It. I don't know if it, if they changed the rule this year, but whatever. Yeah, the the process of getting a beer, people who are doing that, that might be annoying. Like I'm. My plan when I go to the game on Saturday is that I'll probably just get two beers uh, to start. Like that three way, one twos. Yeah, three three one twos, obviously. <laughs> and that way, when I'm done with the first one, I don't have to get up and go get another one. And I don't miss the game. So to me, I guess my advice would be to just don't just 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 get just get two. That way, by the time you do need to get another one, it's you at least probably are in the middle of the game. Yeah, go get Unless that small chugging small them, bird. which Oof. is not something that I recommend to be doing. But you know, depends on what you're trying to do. Small Cheval Burger would have made this day perfect. Oh, or a Do Right Donut also mm. would have made the day perfect. I did have uh, Demo Slice though. Was it good? Yeah, it was, was good. It? Yeah, I had the uh, the uh, like ma- the macaroni, the mac and cheese slice of pizza. You know, I the thing that made it good was the crispiness of the crust. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I believe I had that was part of the uh, the review on it. No, the remember we did the bracket last year. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it yeah. was it was very good. Yeah. Um, have I had better slices of pizza? Yes, but I will say the way they heated up it was a nice crisp mm-hmm. crust, yet still flaky. Um, you know what else is perfect? Roman, tell us about Roman, Cody. Tell us how it makes your life perfect, or somebody's life perfect. <laughs> Roman saved my life, man, because uh, you know. I, you know, had some issues and, uh, when I started working here, I didn't know anything about Roman and then they came here and it changed my life. It was uh, like the sun coming out. Yeah. It was like when you were talking about, you know, when the, right. the clouds and stuff on the pregame show, the way you described it was the cloud. Uh, I described it as this. The clouds were lifting over the horizon, over the city of Chicago. The skyscrapers scrape, were still in clouds and this soft, warm light started to rise up from the horizon. And I said, I have seen the light. I have seen the light. The Cubs are going to win today. And sure enough. You have seen the light. I've yeah. seen the light. And that's how I felt when I started using Roman. I seen the light, guys. Up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex. Do you want a better sex life? If so, you're not alone. But Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering a genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. And men with low T getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab testing. And if it's appropriate for you, Treatment for low testosterone, no waiting rooms, no hassle, straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. Incredible stuff. That way you don't have to be embarrassed from your friends. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly right to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging, like I said, with free two-day shipping. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to roco slash chgo to get 20% 20% off your entire first order. That is ro.co slash chgo. And I can't believe I've read that ad twice today. That's two times. Uh, the third time, <laughs> Miles Masturboni will read it, according to Gary. Uh, by the way, I had a lot of friends uh, that were going to bars and stuff today to go see the game because they don't have Comcast cable anymore. 
they don't have anything and the game was blacked out certain areas. Here's the answer for you. Fubo TV. 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. I've got it right on this phone right here. I can watch the Cubs game wherever I'm going. You can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. NBC Sports Chicago's on there. Marquee's on there. Start watching immediately with a five, a free seven-day trial. Free seven-day trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch local teams while traveling. They've got the Frozen Four coming up here April 6th to 8th. Watch the Cubs on Marquee. So you can get Marquee and all their great stuff on Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Don't forget, CHGO, Fubo, teaming up to give you a great product. I love it. It's a great stream. You, got, you can go on there. You can stream all your stuff. You can stream Showtime. You can stream HBO Max. You can stream MLB Network. You can get the NFL package. All of it. Fubo TV, it's on there. It's good stuff. Um, it's worth checking out. I, I would tell you that much for sure. Yeah, someone in uh, CHGO Cubs uh, Twitter DMs, uh, or no, my DMs, they asked me about it. They said they were struggling to, I guess, figure out which one shows or like which package shows marquee. Um, I think there's a list. There should be a list. It makes you go through a list when you first mm-hmm. log in, like what channels do you want? And you literally just click, I want yeah. marquee. I want ESPN2. I want this. It's it's a, right. it's a great system. I really yeah. have enjoyed it so and far. And you get a discount, like... Like, like I've said this to Kalata multiple times. Try like, it out for free first. Yeah, you should try it out for free, and you're not going to give Ricketts your money, and, and then you get to watch the Cubs. I mean, <laughs> what, what else are you looking for? 109 likes. We need more. 213 people in the chat. 213 in the chat. That's very nice. And we by the time the Cubs are 10-0, we expect that to be tripled. Um, yeah. But it's a great Great chat. It's been moving along. There's been some good comments on there. Not too much fighting. Not too many people calling names yet. (laughs) So we had the pregame party, and we're thankful all of the diehards that RSVP'd and showed up. We gave away some free merch. Mm -hmm. We had the Goose Island deals. We had some food deals there. There was a good crowd. We had a good time. It was our first live remote show. We were on from 11 till 12 at Country Club on Clark, right across the street from Demos. And like I said, there's Joey was running the ones and twos. He was he, he was in the window. Shout out to Joey. He made the he made the whole thing work out the way that it did. He's the people from in the behind the scenes. They're there's a lot there's a lot Shout going on into making a live remote work from a place that's filled with people on their phones. Yeah, that that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as easy as just showing up and sitting down and talking. So. Uh, we're thankful we got to try it. We're thankful to the people at Goose Island and Country Club that hooked us up. Joey, great job. Jake, Kevin, everybody that helped. Uh, Sarah yep. did a lot of work on it uh, yep. to get us going and get us out there. We yep. had the the $162 Super Chat from Gerard. From Gerard. Uh, we've had another great one uh, so far today in this show, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Uh, we have the new FOCO merch if you're watching on youtube we hope you are it's the best way to take in uh chgo it's the yeah it's the it's the it's these right here chgo right? youtube page but the west nesky bobblehead that's the type of stuff you can get at foco right now mm-hmm. that you just can't go out and find anywhere else they've got these great custom cubs 
bobbleheads. Wesneski's going to be nasty this season. I'm calling him our uh, potentially the National League Rookie of the Year. I know he's going to be the Cy Young, but I think he's going to be the Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Both? Uh, I, that, that's a pretty sweet bobblehead. We're going to have to get him to sign that. I know he's interested in some CHGO merch, by the way. And a guy like Justin Steele going against Woodruff on Saturday. Another guy, friend of the show, came on the show in, in the preseason. So we've had a lot of fun in the last year to think where we've come from opening day last year to opening day this year. Yeah. It's like night and day. Yeah, I mean, the vibes. And it's mostly because of the people in the chat. Yeah, I was going to say the vibes are even higher this year because of the there's just more people in our YouTube chat. Uh, new people and people who were in the YouTube chat last year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, shout out to all the people been sticking around for the last year. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's I, I'm, I'm excited about this team. I'm excited. And Colada said that I'm spot on today. So, oh, wow. Look so, at that. So Godfather. people should just accept that we're going to be good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Herrera. Hopefully, we'll be joining us before the end of the game. He's at Wrigley Field in the clubhouse, getting player interviews, listening to the David Ross press conference. Uh, as soon as he's done with his work there, he'll try to jump on, tell us what was said inside the Cubs clubhouse uh, in his interviews with those players. Yeah. I'm sure Dansby spoke, Stroman spoke, Ross spoke. Um, some of that, I'm sure, is also available on Marquee, but Ryan specifically will tell us about what he was talking about. Uh, to players about after the game. Um, and that's why you want to sign up to be a diehard mm -hmm. so that you don't miss any of Ryan's great articles throughout the season at allchgo.com. Some of them this season, we've taken more stuff out from behind the paywall, right? And that's part of the process. We want to share more than we did last year, and we're going to do that. But there's still some pieces that will go behind the paywall so you don't want to miss out on anything, and being a diehard is one of the great ways. And then you get the discounts on the merch and the events, and you get the free shirt when you sign up. So make sure you check out allchgo.com uh, and and sign up with us. Mm -hmm. we, we want vibe with us is what we like to say. So, so other other than what 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 have we not touched about the game? <laughs> well, who you got? We're going to get to who you got, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Dansby was a lot get. It, Here's the thing with Dansby. It's not easy to do that in your first. First of all, it's never easy to get three hits in a major league game, but he's under, he's under pressure. Mm -hmm. He got a $177 million contract, and it just feels from his press conference through spring training to now, it feels like so far that doesn't even bother him. Now, it's easier said than done because even John Lester, when he signed here, said, Early on, I was trying to live up to the contract, and it, it was not easy. It doesn't appear to be difficult for Dansby Swanson. Uh, maybe it's different game. for different guys. Yeah. Now, you go through struggles, that's when you're really tested for that. But in, in one day, uh, he came out and played the game the way the Cubs want their guys to play it. Mm -hmm. A little bit on the edge, almost picked off first, yeah. but a little bit on the edge, hit the ball hard, clean baseball in the field, the double play that they turned early in the game was beautiful. The big one that they needed. The, the, the big Brewers one that, that on. yeah, Stroman really needed. Uh, in the third inning, they had bases loaded one out. And that's when the defense had let them down. There was the throwing air from Nico that went over the head. Then there was the pass ball on Gomes. So with one out, they had the bases loaded. Stroman gets the double play 
and it was a thing of beauty. And that probably, if you had to pick a play of the game, that was probably the play of the game. Yeah, and it was it was like a, uh, I I jumped up and like you know was excited, and it was a level of excitement as if the Cubs had just won a playoff game or something. And the real only reason I was really excited was a they got out of the inning, and b we got to see Horner to Swanson to Hosmer for the first time. Yeah, mainly Horner to Swanson, but you get what I'm saying. Hosmer did have a really nice pick though in that in the late innings. I thought Hosmer. I was I was told he couldn't play first base. He, he the metrics the metrics tell me he's no that, good at first base. It was base the ninth anymore. inning, right? Because Fulmer it, the, it, it was, was a comeback off filthy pick at first base. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I wanted to, back to Swanson. I wanted to read a tweet from Ryan. Actually, he uh, tweeted earlier uh, during the game that Swanson had 45 three-hit games with the Braves for yes. his career, and this is his first one with the Cubs now. So he was with the Braves for a pretty long time to get his, his first three-hit so game yeah. with the Cubs in the very first game. That's uh, pretty wild. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, Swanson talked about when they did the introductory uh, press conference and all that. Talked about how the Cubs you know, really convinced him into coming mainly because they said that they think they can make him better than he already is. And um, that's something that the Cubs genuinely have to really prove, at least from the offense, because we've talked about a lot about previous hitting coaches and how they switch hitting coaches. It feels like every year and stuff like that. You can kind of at least feel confident in the Cubs in terms of pitching now, because we've seen it the last couple of years, but from the offense to if, if, if Swanson really takes off, you know, with the Cubs, not necessarily to make people forget that he ever played with the Braves, but if he just has a very, very solid career with the Cubs, then maybe, maybe, maybe that they know something, you know, Dustin Kelly uh, from the Dodgers. We're hoping he can help fix Bellinger. Bellinger didn't get a hit today, but he did work a walk in, in the, in the late innings, which I thought was impressive um, at least considering how he worked it. Um, but again, like, there's a lot of pressure in a way on Dustin Kelly to get the best out of this offense. Yes. And um, if he, if he can help Swanson become a better hitter than what he was last year, that's big for this team because he was a six war player last yeah. year. You know what I mean? I, uh, you know, my expectations for Swanson are just to be what he's been, what he was last year. If he can be better than that, I mean, don't, don't yell at me about it predicting 88 wins when we get to the end of the year <laughs> no and p p well supporters saying sorry that's not pressure playing for the cubs that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying playing for the cubs is more pressure than playing for the braves that's his hometown team and he was in a world series i'm not saying he hasn't faced pressure before i'm saying he's never faced the pressure of a 177 million dollar contract hanging over his head it's a different type of pressure it's just what i was saying that john lester said sometimes the big money contract forces you to push yourself in ways that aren't necessarily good for your game. Yeah. And it's just a natural thing to do. When somebody pays you an amount of money like that that will change multi-generations of your family, a type of $177 million, everybody in this chat together couldn't come up with 170. That's just my guess. I don't know who's in the chat, but I'm just guessing that if we all put everything we all had together into one pile of cash, we wouldn't come up with anything close to $177 million. Yeah. So when, a, when someone gives you that money to go play baseball in a city that's, again, passionate like about baseball, mm -hmm. there's, there, is, there can be pressure that comes with that. And so 
I just like the way I've seen him deal with that since day one. From the things he said when he walked in to the way he played at spring training to the first game. Is every game going to go like this? No. But I just he doesn't seem like the type of guy. He said he hates losing, but I'm not sure um, he will carry the money part and the pressure part as much as some other guys have. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. Right. It's not his fault. No. He, he was worth 177. Somebody gave him 177. That was what he was worth on the market. That's right. Uh, unrelated, I just want to point out, you know, there's been some slander on Jan Gomes just because of pass balls and his inability to get hits uh, today. But uh, the Cardinals currently lo- are losing 5-3 to three to the Blue Jays at home. Toronto's got 10 hits. Um, I'm just saying. Miles Michael has started for the Cardinals today, and we all know who the catcher is. So, yeah. I'm just saying. And, and Wainwright uh, sang the national anthem. Oh, good for him. He didn't pitch. <laughs> good for him, man. I'm just saying, like, I thought defensively Gomes was, he was solid. Yeah, he had a couple pass balls. It was the first game of the year. If it becomes like a serious problem over the next couple months, then okay, I'll raise my hand and say that we need to figure this out. But we just talked about how his uh, pitch framing helped yeah. Marcus Stroman. May have. May have, at least. Because we're, we're not... You know, Dell Metrics doesn't measure framing and shit like that. It measures vibes and anything against the Cardinals. So uh, French Bulls TV and says I can barely rack one hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kevin Wells, uh, one hundred and seventy-seven million. Who won? Who you got? That we're getting to that. <laughs> I love how he typed out super chat. He did. Yeah, it's not one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars super chat. Kev- we're not confused. Kevin by is. Uh, he is very in- interested in who you got. I, well, I don't necessarily blame him. Listen, a lot of people have been. People have been waiting for who you got all, all season. The rules we will get to. We, we laid out some new rules in pregame for who you got, and we will wait for one Ryan Herrera after a thrilling 4 nothing Cubs win, shutting out the Brewers. They are on their way to 162-0. They are 1-0, sitting in first place. Um, and it was a great start by Stroman, a great game by Dansby. Uh, there were some nice defensive plays in the game. And, like you said, situational hitting lot to like. Bullpen was excellent. Tell you what else you're going to like. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device. Track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting. Network lighting controls making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz Right now, to start saving money and energy to start a project, contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. So baseball season is here. Cubs are off to a solid start. Hopefully your fantasy team is too. Maybe you actually have one of those drafts that's a little bit later or you just want to know what type of moves. Ryan Herrera is going to be here in a second. But... What you want to do is get hooked up with the latest fantasy baseball news from Rotowire, a pioneer of fantasy sports for more than 25 years. Cheat sheets, customer player rankings to fit all the leagues, rotisserie, 
points, 10 category, 30 category. They know all about WRC plus and barrel rate and sleepers and prospects and hard hit rate. They do lots of mock drafts, premium fantasy kits. They have the custom start, sit, add, drop trade advice. Access to fantasy. They also have great access to betting articles, which I know Cody likes to partake in. Mm. Tip you off on, hey, what are your futures? What 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 are some prop bets you might want to lay for the season? Who might be a, a good sleeper for Cy Young this year? Uh, Wes Nasty. Uh, 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 Wes Nasty. Uh, Jameson Tyone. Like oh, Tyone. He did it. I did ten dollars to win eight hundred and ten bucks. Let's go. And not just baseball too. They have fantasy advice on everything from golf, soccer, NASCAR, XFL, and for a limited time, Rotowire offering a free two day trial to our listeners. Just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register. No commitments. They're so confident that you're going to like their product and want to invest in that subscription plan. They don't ask for a credit card up front, so you're able to take a peek behind the paywall. Then, when the trial's done, you decide if a Rotowire package is right for you did i hear ryan herrera is he there is he up? ryan is he herrera ready? is here you did hear me you did hear wow me. How, how beautiful was that ryan 221 magic four nothing shutout a win and less than three hours i was blown away um there was times <laughs> there where that three hour pace was still kind of was first there, couple but, innings um, yeah the, the boys came through they got us out of here 221 um, you know, it's a good day. We were talking to Nico actually. Um, and I just kind of asked him about the pace of play, the pitch clock. And he mentioned how, you know, it'd be like, I think it's just maybe like three hours and like 10 minutes after first pitch. Right. And he's like, he's like, you know, this is a regular day. Like we, we'd be just getting, you know, done with the game right now. And I'm, I'm like, hopefully <laughs> back then, yeah. like, hopefully you'd be getting done at three hours, 10 minutes. Like, that, that's a good day. Uh, but no, two hours, 21 minutes. Luke, that's, that's the game we want. That's the game we need. <laughs> That is the game we all need. By the way, the players in the field have to want that too. I know it's it's a little more difficult for the batters to get used to. Everybody has to adjust a little bit. But a pitcher is going to get better defense behind him when they're not out there just, you know, looking at butterflies and checking out people in the stands. When the pace is like that, it's easier to stay mentally involved in the game. It's yeah. got to be. I don't see why the players wouldn't like it too. Um we will get to who you got because it's a highly contested one because there were some great performances. Uh, your guy Strowman was absolutely great. Um, yeah. Hap was pretty good too. Hap got on base a lot. Dansby was great. Uh, Mancini had a hit. So we had a lot of people that were very productive today. What was the real buzz though after the game, uh, whether it was David Ross or in the locker room? Uh, well, I know the one thing is is – Everyone was kind of buzzing about Strowman's performance, not to, you know, toot my own who you got picks horn. But, um, <laughs> you know, those six innings, I, I think it was 90, 90 pitches about in six innings. Um, you know, eight strikeouts is the most he's had since last May, I want to say. Um, so it, it was a pretty, I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't say dominant because he did have the three hits, he did have the three walks, but it was a very efficient, solid performance. And even when he did get, um, you know, in some trouble that third inning, you know, the, the double play that Nico and Dansby turned, well, you know, that's Stroman, that, that ground ball to the right side by a slow base runner and Roddy Tellez, like, that's kind of Stroman's game, you know, and so he made the pitch he needed to get, or he needed, he made the pitch he needed the pitch um, to get the two outs when he needed it, and, and he did it, and, you know, it's the first game of the season, um, but I think this goes a long way towards, like, setting the tone, especially for that starting rotation, 
Um, we know how much the rotation struggled last year, um, uh, you know, the first few months of the season. So it's only one of 162, but for Stroman to go out there and pitch the way he did and, and just turn in a really impressive, solid performance, um, that sets a tone for the rotation going up against a team that, you know, maybe we don't project to win the division, but a lot of the projection systems do. Um, so, yeah, it's, just, it's a good win. And, you know, everyone talking about Dansby's three-hit game, um, you know, Happer going out there and having – like pretty much everyone had – I think everyone might have gotten on base at that, that hit today for the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, and everyone pitched well. It was a good all-around game. The defense was great. Um, you couldn't – you really couldn't have asked for a better first game of the season from – you know, the team overall all around. I think that was the buzz around the, the clubhouse. And when Rossi's talking, it's just everyone kind of chipped in. Everyone made plays, whether it was with the bat or in, in the outfield, in the infield. Um, everyone did what needed to be done. And, you know, you see it for, for nothing against the Milwaukee Brewers. That's a good first win. Yeah, this uh, Doug points out the Sanker sank today. Sanker it sank. certainly did. We pointed out, um, Ryan, we felt like that double play in the third inning that got him out of trouble may have been really kind of a – it was probably the play of the game to get them out of it because you didn't know if that was going to be – that's what happened a lot to Stroman last year, I felt like. It was he would get through it once and then he'd get in that first jam and you'd think, ah, this is going to throw off his whole game as as it being a really – going from a really good performance to just kind of a met performance. And he got that double play and it's something we've talked about all season. While the defense wasn't perfect, there was a pass ball and Hap had an issue in left field. When they needed to suck up a ground ball and get a double play, they got him. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, the Cubs offense, the other thing we talked about, maybe not enough power, a lot of singles today, but you're able to win a game like that today without the home run ball, without triples, without doubles, because defensively, you were able to get outs when maybe a mediocre defensive team would not have turned the double play. Well, yeah, and that's what we've talked about all spring, right? Like this is a team that's built on pitching and defense, and those two aspects of the game have to perform to make up for, you know, some of the faults in the offense. Like this offense, I mean, even you look at Dansby, he was three for four, but they were all, you know, singles, right? They weren't, he wasn't, mm-hmm. no one hit a home run today. <laughs> like like nope. the, this team isn't built on power, isn't built on, you know, the explosive offense that's going to blow teams out. So the defense and the pitching have to perform. Uh, and that's that's what happened today. You know, again, Stroman made the pitches he needed to make. He wasn't always on top, you know, on top of his game. But when it came down to it, he made the pitches he needed to make. And then the defense backed him up very well. I think Nico had an error maybe in the first inning, a throwing error. Um, but that's, you know, that was it. Like everyone else played great defense. You know, Dansby had a, that backhanded one in the hole at shortstop. I mean, it was just it was good all around defense, and that's how the Cubs are going to compete. I know we've our you know our our project our, our predictions. I think all of us were a little more positive on the Cubs than a lot of people <laughs> on like Twitter care to care to think. Um, but for them no, to sorry. win 80, 83 plus games this year, like that that defense and pitching are going to have to come in every single day and perform. So, um, yeah, again, one one of one sixty two, but to see what both aspects of the game, pitching and defense, the whole run prevention side of the ball, to see what it did today is encouraging. And, you know, you hope that continues into throughout the season, but that it was a good way to start off the, the year for sure. Um, we've kind of talked about Stroh and, and Jan Gomes, uh, you know, on marquee that 
go we we the we pitch tracks or the, whatever they the call pitch, it yeah. yeah the pitch tracks we can't figure out who do we who do you give more credit to do you give more credit to Stro just because he had a great outing or do you give more credit to Jan Gomes because there were obviously the the strike zone was very big today for both teams um and I I don't know how you don't just at least give Gomes some credit, but I yeah. I how much of it was pitch framing? Yeah, like how how much of the pitch framing is really uh, it it really impacted that game? And uh, again, I I'm intrigued into your thoughts since you're there. I mean, yeah, it was I. It's, it's a little harder in my vantage point to see exactly where pitches are, but you know we have TVs, we could see some replays. Um, there were some called strikes that look pretty out of the zone. I think that you give credit to Gomes. Um, you know, one of the things like with Wilson, right before was framing and, and he improved on that throughout his career, but that was always like a knock on him. Um, Gomes, young Gomes doesn't really had that. And I think that's another reason why pitchers like to pitch to Jan Gomes, not to say they didn't like pitching to Wilson, but they, they like to pitch to Jan Gomes because he does some of those small things. Well, he, he frames well, the soft factors that you can't really quantify. He does well. Um, so for sure, Jan Gomes deserves some credit. I mean, I, I don't know his pitch calling. Like, I, I, I can't see the pitch calling from all the way up here, but I, I the way pitchers talk about him, you know he calls a good game. Um, so that, that all plays into it. And, you know, of course, it's up to Stroman to go out and execute. But if it's coming off Jan Gomes, you know, his pitch calling, his, you know, what he's doing behind the plate, like that, that all factors in. And that's, again, part of this run prevention unit. And, and Gomes is... Yeah, Gomes and Barnhart, they should both play a pretty sizable part in that run prevention unit. Um, but for today, yeah, for sure, I'd, I'd say Gomes deserves credit for that because he's out there and working with Stroman just, you know, and the rest of the pitchers. And and obviously those guys threw all through pretty well today. So that's Gomes didn't have zero to do with that for sure. Oh, the, pitch, the pitching was spectacular and the umpire had uh, reservations at Gibson's tonight. And he was like, strike, strike. That's close enough. I'll take it. Strike. I'm cold. Hopefully, uh, you know, that that only happens in the Cubs' favor moving forward. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, by the way, uh, in the chat, uh, as I mentioned, this is a very good chat today, as expected. Uh, Brian G. says, Luke gets three points. Everyone who agrees, say aye. Thank you. I no appreciate one said aye, though. Aye. 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 No one except for Luke said aye, though. That's a, like, that's, and that's he was talking probably, to the that's a brilliant comment. He was talking to the chat, Stuck. Come on. It is day one of who you got, and we, you're already trying to steal points. And, you know, I know you're the commissioner, but we have to hold the commissioner accountable, Stuck. As the commissioner, I, f- I feel like I should point out the new rules quickly for everyone that was not able to catch the pregame show because maybe they were at the ballpark or they were just running around or at work or school, whatever. Um, so some of the new rules we're implementing this year are for who you got. Corey's going to be involved. Brendan can be involved. Any, anybody on our team can be involved if they want to. Mm-hmm. The key is you have to vote or make a pick in at least 50% of the, the who you got games that we play. So whenever mm-hmm. we have a show, we do who you got. If you're part of 50 of those, 50%, and it's a win-loss record this year, so we're going to do win percentage, we'll decide who wins it, not who won the most. So, And the other thing was the multi-points, because I had the great uh, Esteban Kiros game last year, the three-pointer where I called my shot, and Esteban Kiros was the hero of the game. I got three points. We're allowing a, a player to select oh, someone that might be a dark horse. 
and and that can be a two-point win if everybody agrees yep if Mark Leiter Jr. gets you two points today. Mm-hmm. If he wins, you get two points. However, if you make that selection and Mark Leiter is not the who you got winner of the game, then you take two losses on your record. Yeah. And it only goes up two. We're not going to five, right? right. Am I missing anything? Oh, the pitching rule. So Ryan had Stroman today. So if Stroman would have bombed and given up six runs, Ryan would have been banned from selecting another pitcher for two weeks. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It would be a two-week ban from being able. Yeah, because vibes. We get we you gotta have positive vibes only. So we had four selections today. I took Dansby Swanson. David Snyder says I win. That's the second person in the chat to say I win. By the way, uh, I think P. Will supporter also said that you R- win. Ryan Head Stroman, who was also very good. Hap, two walks and a hit. Yep, and a run scored. And a run scored. Dansby, run scored, first RBI for the Cubs this season, and three hits, and uh, flashing the leather all over the place. Uh, Stroman did go with the tight pants and go six shutout innings with eight strikeouts. Do the the tight pants factor into who you got? And not shown on there was Corey taking Trey Mancini, who I believe had one one hit. hit. He had one hit, yeah. I, I personally believe that in reality this comes down to Stroman and Swanson. However, as commissioner, I am willing to award three W's because it was such a spectacular opening day. I'm willing to, uh, if you guys agree, I'm willing to award three W's. Cody gets one, I get one, Ryan gets one. So we're all one and oh. Corey would fall to 0 and 1, or we can let him be 0 and 0. We can eliminate his pick because we gave away three wins. Because this guy wasn't terrible; he had a hit. Yeah, yeah. I'm how fine. should we, how do you, how would you think we should go with this? Because I'm also the belief that I actually won. I I'm think, of the belief that I won. Um, right, I knew you would. So, I, I'm in belief that so I, I. Ian Happ had a good game, man. He had, Two he, walks. He did have a, he had a good a game, hit. but his game score? was not as good as the other two. I agree. No. Yeah. No ties. But, but, says but no ties. The, the, but the, as Stuck is offering all three of us to get a point, or it's just going to be one person, and I think it benefits all of us if we just all have a point. Interesting. Except for Corey. Except for Corey, yes. But Corey wouldn't argue it. I'm going to go meet up with him after this. I'm willing I'm to give Corey him. the zero selection since he wasn't shown on the board. I'm, I'm willing to give him a, a record of 0-0. I say I say we do it this today just for opening day vibes. That's what I think. But for no vibes, more, no more ties after today. Yeah, because no it's hashtag vibe today. with us. I mean, I think yeah. this would have been a real showdown, and potentially I would have had to sent somebody to go take care of Ryan in the dugout. <laughs> but like, <laughs> see, Brian G says I get all three points. Mm. I, I I don't disagree with that, but. We want to start the season hashtag vibe with us. And until the Cubs actually lose a game, I think it's all positive vibes. Uh, Even Collada has been positive today. We had $199 super chat. We've had $50 super chats. We had $162 super chat. Um, Hap did have have an error. Dustin gave us a $10 super chat. Chug, chug, chug. Someone thinks that you're my or that I'm your son. In the chat. You're my son? All yeah, right. Someone, uh, who was it? Mike Grant Gramola. He said, does Cody, does this Cody guy get paid or is... Oh, he, he gets paid handsomely. He paid handsomely. You should see all the Jordans I used to buy. With, you think with he the, pays for these here. Jordans with his other job? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do watch dogs, too. He does watch dogs, too. Yeah. 
anyway. little side gig he's got going. Yeah, Anyways, that's, that's where we're going to go. Awesome. We're all 3-0. and Corey is 0-0 on the season. Brendan is 0-1 because he voted against yeah. me last year. <laughs> he, did, he also didn't even No, Brendan's that. also 0-0. We also just assume that he's always taking Nico. We're 1-0. The Cubs are 1-0. Vibes are at an all-time high. Steel going Stock up. in game two. I'll be there Saturday. On Saturday, you're yep. going? I'll be there Saturday, left field bleachers, probably going to Murphy's beforehand, probably send a few tweets out, let everyone know, hey, I'm here, if, or I'll be there, whatever, if you're not watching. Corey and Brendan are going to pod on Sunday, right? Yes. Be and re- tomorrow, I believe. And tomorrow as well? I, th- I think so. I don't know. Corey and Brendan have an upcoming pod for you this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's going to be at the ballpark. Uh, don't forget, the Dope merch was released today. You can go out and sign up for it. The new sick dope merch, sick drip, if you will. Dope. New shirts. There they are on the screen. If you're checking them out on YouTube, if you can't see it and you're just listening to a podcast, go to allchgo.com. Check out the locker. Beautiful and historic. The blue cubby blue with the white writing in the form of the marquee. Great shirt. Then also the CHGO Ivy. That's the red bricks spelling out CHGO, the green ivy around it. 312 down the middle. Honk, honk. Thank you. And uh, and then, of course, the one I'm wearing is still available, too. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? And all other great merch. we got some great hoodies in there. Uh, P. Will supporter says Luke is probably Brendan's dad. Someone also said me and Ryan yeah. look like we could be brothers. Which yep. We have dark uh, hair. So. And you guys bicker like brothers sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't make a lot of sense considering his height is completely different than mine. But, but you never know. Yeah. That happens. By the way, Ryan, you missed it. Cody did drink an entire beer bat of 312 to start the there show. Go. Good for you. That's how you do it. That's how you do it on opening day. This is how you manifest 162 wins in a 162-game yeah. season, all right? So there whenever we win 162 games, Ryan, you have to credit to me. That's right. Ryan, yeah. you're going to have an article coming out uh, in just a little bit, allchgo.com? Yes. Yeah, we'll have an article coming out for sure. Opening Sounds day good. Bats. Positive Colada signing off. That means the rest of us are going to sign off too. Thanks for joining the chat. A great group today. We had well over 200 people almost the entire live show. Uh, lots of thumbs up. Two angry people gave us a thumbs down, but their brewers vibe fans. however you want to vibe. That was yeah. probably Craig Council and Christian Yelich. Boo-hoo. <sighs> Cubs win 4-0. They beat Corbin Burns for the fourth straight game. They're in first place. And this is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Until then, fly the W. Vibe with us.